much for joining us here today. I am gonna be very just real and honest with you guys. We are getting this video out really late this week because we really, Christine and I, we're not actually gonna film this week. We have been out of town all week. We have a brother who is extremely sick. So Christine and I both flew out and visited him and um, just with the whole, um, the week was just a hard week and we just came home and we got thrown into Halloween stuff and so we're like, you know what, we just don't have time, we're just not gonna, you know, do it this week. But just today, about <laughs> literally like half an hour ago, we, we were talking and we're like, you know what, let's just throw together our four favorite scriptures and we're just gonna throw this on the video as quickly as we can. We have a very limited amount of time before our kids get home and we get thrown into the Halloween chaos. So we apologize for this being so late in the week. We are just grateful that we can share a little bit of our favorite parts of 1st and 2nd Timothy, Titus, and Philemon with you guys this week. So today we're going to be talking about be thou an example and who it was he was speaking to when he said this. We're going to talk about this idea of holding space um, in relation to a, um, a verse in here that's just awesome and Christina's going to introduce us to that idea. We're going to talk about the four steps to help us fight the good fight. So we don't know where Paul was or when he died exactly, but we know that um, in 2 Timothy, he kind of gives us a little bit of farewell. So we're going to talk about some of the verses right before that. And actually, um, both these last ones, being a peculiar people and the four steps to help us, you'll find more in-depth information about those on spiritualcrossade.com. Craig every week does a ponderized scripture and it's really awesome. So he's really going to talk about um, this, this um, 2 Timothy 4 verse 5 in depth. That's the ponderized scripture for this week and he's going to talk about that a lot more on his um, post on spiritualcrusade.com and Sherry Jorgensen every week does a challenge related to the chapters that we're reading that um, week. So if you find, if you want some really good scriptures and some really good scripture quotes where you just, you know, with the pictures that make it beautiful for family home evenings or whatever, like you want to show a picture with a scripture and talk about it, she does a great job. Um, and then when you, when you read her challenge, you just get inspired and she kind of pulls together all the reading for that week and it's really awesome. So she's going to talk a lot more about being a peculiar people, which, people, which you'll find in Titus 2.14. So we're just going to run through these really quickly. We're going to jump in here today. Starting with, um, uh, yeah, we're just going to jump into first and, seven, first and Second Timothy, Titus, and Philemon. So the first one we're going to talk about today is this idea of be, and, be thou an example. So Timoth, uh, Paul is talking to Timothy. Now, as you learn about Timothy, he was kind of young when he was left in charge, when he was left to help these people. Um, and in verse, um, let's see here, in a, uh, verse, first, first, sorry, we're all over the place today. Please forgive us and just love us anyway. It's been a crazy week. But in 1 Timothy 4.12, we learn that he was young, and I don't think he was getting the respect that he um, might have gotten had he been a little bit older. But Paul gives him some really good counsel here. And I love that he's giving it to someone who's young, because I feel like this is counsel we need to give our youth, and we need to help them understand that it doesn't matter how old they are. This applies. So it, he says, let, in, in verse 12, let no man despise thy youth. But be thou an example of the believers in word, in conversation, in charity, in spirit, in faith, in purity. So I really love this for teaching youth and just this idea that, I mean, we are raising the next generation. We're raising the leaders of the next generation. And they need to understand that being an example, and I love how he says, um, and in conversation, like when they're talking with their friends, when we're talking with our friends, are our conversations full of gossip and 
you know, non-essential things. Not that we always have to be talking about the gospel stuff, stuff, but like just being an example, being, you know, a, someone who lifts up and builds up and not tears down. He goes on to take, talk about in word. Oh, that's first in word, in conversation, in charity, being kind, being loving, um, in spirit and faith and in purity, just setting that example. So he's, so for, it's for all of us, but I especially love that one for the youth speaking to the youth. Um, I'm going to have Christina talk about 2 Timothy 1.7, and she's going to help introduce this idea of holding space that she learned from somebody else. Hi, everyone. Thank you, Debbie. Um, today, I'm going to be doing 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse 7, and I'm going to go ahead and read that. We're going to just jump right in. For God hath not given us the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. So recently I listened to a podcast from Brooke Snow and she talked about, it was episode 24. If you wanted to listen to it, I really, it, it's mind blowing. It resonated with me. And um, she talks about the concept of holding space. So the concept of holding space is talking about frequencies and how we all have different frequencies. If you're feeling, you know, excited and alive and positive, you have, you're living in like a high frequency. If you're feeling more down and depressed you're living in like a depressed frequency and so we all have these frequencies that we um constantly are having we constant we're always in this always in a type of frequency so we they talk about holding space so if you can two frequencies cannot coexist at the same time so either one will have to leave or they will match one one will match the other so for example um, if you're having a hard day and you come home and you're feeling kind of angry and depressed and you walk into a room full of people that are, you know, happy and positive and maybe playing games or something, if you, you'll either match the frequency in the room or you will have to decide that you want to stay sad and you will leave. Um, so like for parenting, for example, it's a really awesome concept of parenting. Um, if your child's throwing a fit, we don't want to match to their frequency we want them to match our frequency so it's called so you're, you hold space for them you hold space for your child and um in the calm loving frequency so that they can match you if they can't match you at that time maybe it's a good opportunity for them to go you know go upstairs and calm down in their room um so that's the whole concept but it goes even a step further brooke even takes it further and talks to us about um how our heavenly father um, holds space for us. Christ holds space for us. If you think about the, um, the words that describe them, their love, comfort, um, you know, the compassion and I mean, all of those, see, they're, they're, they're love. So they, they live in that frequency. And when Christ talks about, um, God hath not given us the spirit of fear, um, but of power and of love and of a sound mind, he holds space for us. And we can, when we tap into that, we can feel the same emotions and the same feelings that he, that he resonates. So we can, if we tap into that, we're feeling fearful. We can tap into his frequency and our heavenly father in Christ, their frequency and um, match it and feel calm and love. And so it's really a beautiful concept that if we can, um, the, this, the, the whole concept of this, like having the Holy ghost with us, for example, if we 
can or worthy of holding space the same as Christ and Heavenly Father, then we are worthy of the Spirit. Or if we offend the Spirit, then we are choosing to leave and not match with their frequency. So um, I love that concept. And I think the scripture go, goes along with it really well. And hopefully that resonates with you guys as well. Um, okay, so we're going to jump into the four steps to help us fight the good fight. So Craig, every week, he does a pondering scripture on spiritualcrusade.com where he takes the chapters that we're studying, he takes one scripture, and he makes a scripture quote of it. So you can put it on your phone, wherever you, I just put them on my phone so I can think about them and memorize them all week and just like ponder on them. And, um, and then he gives some commentary to talk about it. So he this week talked about chapter four, verse five, and it says, but watch thou in all things, endure afflictions, do the work of an evangelist, make full proof of thy ministry. So he talks about how there's four steps he's giving us here. He says, watch thou in all things. That's step one. Endure afflictions. We all endure, we all have afflictions. We need to endure them well. And then he says, do the work of an evangelist. We've talked about this before, but an evangelist is one who bears or proclaims the good news. So be one who is proclaiming the good news, who's sharing the gospel, who's being an example. We talked about that earlier, being an example. And then he says, make full proof of thy ministry. So Craig in his, um, in his, in his um, Pandora scripture um, post talks about for his kids, he talked about this as like making our ministry bulletproof. Isn't that so cool? Um, but if you go to the footnote in 5C, it says, fulfill your ministry. So fulfill your ministry. Do what you need to do. And I love this idea of making it bulletproof, right? So, yeah, so those are the four steps he gives. And then right after that, in verse 7, he says, I have fought a good fight. I have finished my course. I have kept the faith. Isn't that something like we all want to be able to say about ourselves? Like, can you imagine just being able to be like, I'm, I'm good to go, right? Like, I have fought the good fight. I have finished my course. I have kept the faith. I just think that's so beautiful. We need to make sure we keep the faith to the end. Um, so we don't really know where or when he dies, but that's kind of a little bit of his like farewell right there to saying like, I have fought the good fight. I'm, you know, anyway, so that's kind of his farewell there. Um, and then we're going to show one more scripture with you guys today. And we'll let Christina take that. Okay. So we're going to end with um, Titus chapter two, verse 14. Now, Sherry, um, has a challenge that she gave out on this. So go to spiritualchristaid.com and look up her challenge. We're just going to go ahead and read it right now. Um, who gave, so it says, who gave himself for us that he might redeem us from all iniquity and purify into himself a peculiar people, a zealous of good works. So um, even Paul back then knew that Christians were different and that they weren't of the world and they needed to be a peculiar people. And what does it mean to be peculiar? It means that we're different and we stand out. And as Christians, that's what, that's what our fight is, is to stand as witnesses of Christ and to stand up from the world. And um, that's it for today. <laughs> Thank you for joining us, you guys. And we're excited to see you next week. Thank you guys so much for joining us today. And we will be in Hebrews next week. I believe it's Hebrews 1 through 6. So join us again next week. Thank you so much. Bye.